بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته سورة سبع سورة فاطر and سورة ياسين The name سبع translated in English English as Sheba is based on a civilization in Yemen. And the central theme of this surah is to illustrate the consequences of being ungrateful for Allah's favors. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the opening verses mentions the great civilizations of the Prophet Dawood alayhi salam and Sulaiman alayhi salam, who are both prophets and kings. And they are described as being grateful for the blessings which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to them. From verse 10 to 13. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَ دَاوُودَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا يَا جِبَالُ أَوِّبِي مَعَهُ وَالطَّيْرِ وَأَلَنَّا لَهُ الْحَدِيدِ And indeed we bestowed grace upon Dawood alayhi salam from us saying, O oh, you mountains, glorify Allah with him and you birds also and we made the iron soft for him. أَنِعْمَلْ سَابِغَاتٍ وَقَدِّرْ وَقَدِّرْ فِي السَّرْدِ وَعْمَلُوا صَالِحًا إِنِّي بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ saying, Make you perfect coats of mail, and balance well the rings of chains of armor, and work you men righteousness. Truly, I am all seer of what you do. وَلِسُلَيْمَانَ الرِّيحَ غُدُوُّهَا شَهْرٌ وَرَوَاحُهَا شَهْرٌ وَأَسَلْنَا لَهُ وَأَسَلْنَا لَهُ عَيْنَ الْقِطْرِ وَمِنَ الْجِنِّ مَنْ يَعْمَلُ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ بِإِذْنِهِ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ وَمَنْ يَزِغْ مِنْهُمْ أَنْ عَمْرِنَا نُذِقْهُ مِنْ and to Sulaiman, we subjected the wind. Its morning was a month's journey and its afternoon was a month's journey. And we caused a fount of molten brass to flow for him. And there were jinn that worked in front of him by the leave of his Lord. And whosoever of them turned aside from our command, we shall cause him to taste the torment of the blazing fire. يَعْمَلُونَ لَهُ مَا يَشَاءُ مِنْ مَحَارِيبَ وَتَمَافِيلَ وَجِفَانٍ كَالْجَوَابِ وَقُدُورِ الرَّاسِيَاتِ اعْمَلُوا آلَ دَاوُودَ شُكْرًا وَقَلِيلٌ مِنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ They worked for him as he desired, making high rooms, images, basins as large, res- uh, basins as large as reservoirs, and cauldrons fixed in their places. Work you, O family of Dawood, with thanks. But few of my slaves are grateful. وَقَلِيلٌ مِنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورُ Few of my slaves are grateful. Allah also warns those who reject the Prophet ﷺ from the Quraysh, that who were intoxicated with their power and their status amongst the Arabs. Allah reminds them that they barely measure up against powerful civilizations of the past that also rejected their prophets and were destroyed. In verse 45, وَكَذَّبَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ وَمَا بَلَغُوا مِعْشَارَ مَا آتَيْنَاهُمْ فَكَذَّبُوا رُسُلِي فَكَيْفَ كَانَ نَكِيرًا And those before them denied, and the people of Mecca have not attained a tenth, a tenth of what had been given to them, but the former peoples denied my messengers, so how terrible was my reproach. Surah Fatir Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Fatir uh, a pivotal verse when it comes to attaining honor and dignity and respect. Man kana yuridu al-izzata falillahi al-izzatu jami'a. 
إليه يصعد الكلم الطيب والعمل الصالح يرفعه والذين يمكرون السيئات والذين يمكرون السيئات لهم عذاب شديد ومكر أولئك هو يبور Whoever desires honor then to Allah belongs all honor to him to him ascend good speech and righteous work raises to it but they who, but those who plot evil deeds will have a severe punishment and the plotting of those it will perish the voluntary submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings honor and dignity to a person the surah starts off with a description of the angels who have awesome physical stature but they submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they humble themselves before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the surah begins alhamdulillahi fatiris samawati wal ard جاعل الملائكة رسلا أولي أجنحة مثنى وثلاثة ورباع يزيد في الخلق ما يشاء إن الله على كل شيء قدير All praise be due to Allah, creator of the heavens and the earth, who has made the angels messengers having wings, two or three or four. He increases in creation what he wills. Indeed, Allah is over all things competent. The Prophet said, I saw Jibreel. In the fashion that he was originally created in, he had 600 wings, each wing filling the entire horizon. Allahu Akbar. Allah SWT is mentioning those of his creation that submit to him and humble themselves before him. And yet they are the most magnificent and greatest of Allah SWT's creation. Allah SWT speaks about many natural phenomena in this surah that have a duality about them. They are distinctly different and opposite to each other. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings them together in a miraculous way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can maintain them in this way. Only He has the power to do this. In verse 12, وَمِن and not alike are the two bodies of water. One is fresh and sweet, palatable for drinking, and one is salty and bitter. In this verse, Allah subhanahu wa is comparing the two bodies of water, where one is salty and one is drinkable, and yet there's an invisible barrier between them, they don't mix. And from each you eat tender meat and extract ornaments which you wear, and you see the ships plowing through them that you might seek of his bounty, and perhaps you will be grateful. Again, that theme of gratitude for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Other opposites in the following verse. يُولِجُ اللَّيْلَ فِي النَّهَارِ وَيُولِجُ النَّهَارَ فِي اللَّيْلِ وَسَخَّرَ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ كُلٌّ يَجْرِي لِأَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى ذَلِكُمُ اللَّهُ رَبُّكُمْ لَهُ الْمُلْكِ وَالَّذِينَ تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ مَا يَمْلِكُونَ مِن قِتْمِيرِ he causes the night to enter the day, and he causes the day to enter the night, and has subjected the sun and the moon, each running its course for a specified term. That is Allah, your Lord. To him belongs sovereignty, and those whom you invoke other than him do not possess as much as the membrane of a date seed. Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws comparisons between the heavens and the earth. Who is it? who keeps them stable and keeps them solid for us, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In verse 41, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُمْسِكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ أَنْ تَزُولًا 
ولا إن زالت إن أمسكهما من أحد من أحد من بعده إنه كان حليم غفورا. Indeed, Allah holds the heavens and the earth, lest they cease. And if they should cease, no one would be able to hold them in place after him. Indeed, he is forbearing and forgiving. In this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us of our lowly state and our need before him. That in reality, we are destitute before him. Much of the problems that come from human beings start from a position of arrogance when they forget who they are in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they forget their need from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they consider themselves self-sufficient. In verse 15, Ya ayyuhan nas, antumul fuqara'u ila Allah, wallahu huwa al-ghaniyul hamid. O mankind, you are those in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are fuqara before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. While Allah is ghani and hamid, he is free of all need, the praiseworthy. Surah Yasin. The central theme of this surah is the certainty of the resurrection and the truthfulness of the prophets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins Surah Yasin with an emphatic confirmation of the truthfulness of the Prophet Yasin wal Quran al Hakim in al Mursalin. Yasin by the Quran full of wisdom, truly you are one of the messengers. The surah then transitions to vivid descriptions of the hereafter, of which there is no doubt. Inna ja'alna fi a'naqihim aghlalan fahiya ila al-athqani fahum muqmahun. Indeed, we have put shackles around their necks, and they are to their chins, so they are, so they are with their heads kept aloft. وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنِ يَدِيهِمْ سَدًّا وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ سَدًّا فَأَغْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يَبْصِرُونَ And we have put before them a barrier and behind them a barrier and covered them so they do not see. Compare this to the description of the people of paradise. In verse 56 onwards, هُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُهُمْ فِي ظِلَالٍ عَلَى الْأَرَائِكِ مُتَّكِئُونَ They and their spouses in shade reclining in adorned couches. لَهُمْ فِيهَا فَاكِهَةٌ وَلَهُمْ مَا يَدَّعُونَ from them, from them therein is fruit, and for them is whatever they wish. The certainty of the hereafter is emphasized over and over again in this surah, and the precision of the accountability is emphasized from the opening verses. In verse 12, Indeed, it is he, it is we who bring the dead to life and record what they have put forth and what they left behind, and all things we have enumerated in a clear register. The perfection of Allah's justice in the hereafter is emphasized in this surah, that even our own limbs will testify against us. That day we will seal over their mouths and their hands will speak to us and their feet will testify about what they used to earn. SubhanAllah, our mouths would be sealed shut and our limbs would testify to all the things that we forced our limbs to do. And if we willed, we would have obliterated their eyes and they would race to find the path 
and how could they see? The central story which Surah Yasin is famous for is about a town to whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent prophets. He didn't just send one prophet, he didn't just send two prophets, but he sent three prophets calling to Tawheed and belief in the hereafter. But their people were so stubborn that they rejected all three prophets. From verse 13 onwards, we hear about this town. And put forward to them a similitude of the story of the dwellers of the town. When they came to, messen- when they came to them, messengers. إِذْ أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَيْهِمُ اثْنَيْنِ فَكَذَّبُوهُمَا فَعَزَّزْنَا بِثَالِثٍ فَقَالُوا إِنَّا إِلَيْكُمْ مُرْسَلُونَ When we sent to them two messengers, but they denied them both, so we reinforced them with a third, and they said, Verily, we have been sent to you as messengers. قَالُوا مَا أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا بَشْرٌ مِثْلُنَا وَمَا أَنْزَلَ الرَّحْمَانُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا تَكْذِبُونَ they said, you are only human beings like ourselves, and the most gracious Ar-Rahman has revealed nothing to you. You are only telling lies. The Messenger said, our Lord knows that we have been sent as messengers to you. And our duty is only to convey plainly the message. SubhanAllah, you'll notice how the people, corrupted people, they try to draw the messengers in with some kind of false logic that you're only human beings like us. The messengers don't entertain this argument in the slightest, but they simply reiterate their prophethood. Not every argument that's passed to you needs a response. Sometimes the best response is simply to show your confidence and certainty and reinforce your message. They said, for us, we see an evil omen from you. If you cease not, we will surely stone you, and a painful torment will touch you from us. They said, your evil omens are with you because you are admonished. Say, nay, but you are a people who are musrifun, going beyond all limits. Now try and picture the scene. Three prophets calling to Islam. The, a kind of scene developing in the middle of town. People rejecting these three prophets. These prophets would have been so eloquent, the best in character, from the best families. They would have been performing miracles. Now you're living in the farthest part of the town. Surely you would think, there's nothing I can say which these prophets have not said before. There's nothing I can do which they haven't done before. There's nothing I can demonstrate which hasn't been demonstrated by these prophets before. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes a man, a faithful man, who feels so much a sense of responsibility to support the prophets that he comes running from the farthest part of the town. And there came a man running from the farthest part of the town. He said, oh my people, obey the messengers. Not only does he come from far away, but he comes running. That's how urgently he feels the need to support the messengers. That's the kind of motivation we're supposed to have as believers to support the religion and to further the cause. And it's something mentioned often in the Qur'an of people coming from the farthest part of the town. We might infer from this that generally people who live on the outskirts, away from the conurbations and the population centers, they tend to have better akhlaq, better character. And he goes on, 
Obey those who ask no wages of you and who are rightly guided. And why should I not worship him, Allah, who has created me and to whom I shall be you shall be returned? He makes sense. He reinforces the arguments of the prophets and he emphasizes that these prophets are not seeking wages. They're not profiteering from their message. That is a proof that they are sincere and they are genuine in their concern for you. Shall I take besides him gods, false gods? If the most gracious Ar-Rahman intends me any harm, their intercession will be of no use for me, whatever, nor can they save me. Then verily I should be in plain error. Verily I believed in your Lord, so listen to me. It was said to him, enter paradise. He said, would that my people knew that my Lord has forgiven me and made me from the honored ones. Subhanallah. The scholars of Tafsir mentioned that they killed him. They pounced on him and murdered him just because he was calling them to Islam and to Tawheed and to belief in the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't mention that part. Allah goes straight to the hereafter where this man is now entering Jannah. And despite being killed by his people, his concern for his people doesn't stop there. He says, If only my people knew, he still feels concern for his people who have killed him. If only my people knew that my Lord has forgiven me and made me from amongst the honored ones. Towards the end, uh, there are many then further emphasis uh, emphasis on the hereafter, descriptions of the hereafter in this surah. And towards um, the end of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents five compelling proofs about the day of resurrection. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the incident of uh, Ubay ibn Khalaf, one of the pagan leaders who came to the Prophet He took some dried up bones, crumbled them in his hands, blew them away and then said, will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be able to bring this, these bones back to life again? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسْيَ خَلْقَهُ قَالَ مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ And he presents for us an example and forgets his own creation. He says, who will give life to these bones while they are disintegrated? قُلْ يُحْيِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ أَلِيمٌ Say he will give them life who produced them the very first time and he is of all creation knowing. The first two evidences given, the most obvious one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will resurrect us. That is far easier for him than he created us in the first place from nothing. And he is all-knowing of his creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows where our bones are scattered, what has been consumed by the earth, what is hidden under the soil. He is bikulli khalqin alim, all-knowing of all his creation. He is the one who is able to resurrect. He is the one who has full knowledge of our bodies, our bones, our beings. الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمْ مِنَ الشَّجَرِ الْأَخْدَرِ نَارًا فَإِذَا أَنْتُمْ مِنْهُ تُوْقِدُونَ It is he who has made you from the green tree fire, and then from it you ignite. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coins an example that you should, not uh, you should not reject things which you find difficult to understand 
or you find difficult to comprehend. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a practical example that people use, which are quite difficult to believe when you consider. A lot we people take the green trees, the vibrant trees full of life, full of vegetation, full of plants. And these trees are akhdar, green, which means they're moist and they're cold. We take these, uh, these trees or we take the woods from these trees, we rub them together and we ignite them and create fire, something which is hot, something which is dry and something which is not full of life. So we take something which is vibrant and full of life, moist and cold, and we produce something which has no life, which is dry and which is hot, subhanAllah. Just like in the dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave examples like this. In the hereafter, he will take our bones which are disintegrated, which are scattered, and he will bring them back to life. It is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who can bring these opposites together and can make them happen. That is the third evidence. And then the fourth and fifth evidence are the verses which conclude this passage where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes himself as the creator of the heavens and the earth, which are far greater acts of creation than the creation of human beings. And he is also the khalaq, the creator of all things.